Hey, this is Luke Bangan from the Halifax Thunderbirds, and you're listening to the Outside the Box podcast. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to episode 84 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, joined in studio once again by the one and only OTB Herm. What's going on, man? Yo, dudes, what's up? All right, I got two things. One, I hate Google Maps. It's just a constant battle with them. They're like, you want to take five minutes off your trip? No. Okay, well then we're just going to keep pushing your ETA back. But other than that, I stopped. I grabbed some ramen. First time in my life. Shout out Jerry Raganese, Flogo, and my boy Jojo Morasco. I mean, obviously they're always destroying the ramen on their Instagram stories. Had to give it a try. You know, they've been turning me on to it. And what can I say? It was top quality stuff. I mean, the it was a roasted pork in it. Unreal. Absolutely delicious. But... You know, I mean, I was driving home from school, so I was like all alone and I stopped at this ramen bar and I'm like, can I get out of here quick? Like I'm by myself. And there was like all these like cute couples on dates and everything. And I'm just like, I look like such a loser right now. All of these people just like enjoying their ramen, slurping it while making eye contact with their partner across the table. And I'm just like looking at the fat guy making sushi in front of me. But <laughs> it was a hoot. I mean, Kyle, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. As we're recording this, uh, my voice sounds a little, you know, Horse, uh, I just got back from the Met in Philadelphia. Got to watch uh, AJR. Does that stand for something? It's uh, the first letter initials of the three guys in the band. So Adam, James, Robert. Uh, I can Not, no, it was just a really good guess. I mean, that, that those are three fairly common names. Uh, I have an A name personally, Alex. But uh, it is uh, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. Ironically, Met. So they played the Met, the Mets at the Met. Wait, I feel like I got like two of those right. You might have. I, I at least got one. I got Adam right. That just felt right off the tongue. But you yeah, know. and then they uh, on stage there lined up a JR. So. Oh, that's pretty sick. The, pretty dope. I they mean, started their careers as street performers in New York City. And yeah. Here they are now selling out the Met two nights in a row. They play Friday night in Philly as well. They put on a hell of a show. They're always a great time to go watch. But uh, <laughs> shout out to AJR. If you get the chance to see them in your city, you should go see them. But Herm, uh, today is our Halifax Thunderbirds preview as we head north to the North Division to uh, preview this bad boy. But a couple odds and ends. Uh, the NLL is going to Vegas. NLL coming to Vegas leaves me with a couple thoughts. First things first. Are we going to get some expansion to Vegas, maybe? I think that would be something that would be huge for both the NLL market as well as like lacrosse as a whole, because I think that you'd get a whole new just 
dynamic of sporting events. I mean, you get new people coming through the city each and every week. You obviously have your diehards. You have the type of fans who also fell in love with the Golden Knights over the last few years and probably would just enjoy NLL lacrosse as much as they do the NHL. So, I mean, that's absolutely... I think it's brilliant. I think that Vegas is a great spot. It's going to be an awesome venue. They're, the Seals are getting their fans out, and they're going to put them up in hotel rooms as long as they have like multiple tickets or something. I don't. Yeah, you have to be. Uh, I didn't know all the odds in it. Multi-season season ticket holder, and then there's some other details in it that people were tweeting at us. So shout out to those people. I don't remember exactly. You who think they were. there's a lot of people who, like only have one seat for season tickets? Well, it's not seats. You have to have like so you have to have your 2019 season tickets and 2020 in order to uh so like next season as well like you have to be a multi-season season season ticket holder oh okay so like you don't have to have multiple seats you just have to be registered that's what i believe we were tweeted by one of our you uh i believe from what i read i could be wrong so correct me if i'm wrong if you guys are listening to this um you have to have multiple seasons locked down as a season ticket holder and then there's some other you know fine print stuff in there as well but of course it's going to be in las vegas first time an nll game in the history of the league will, that will be played in Sin City. And uh, it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl, so it should be a busy sports weekend mm-hmm. in Vegas. San Diego and Colorado will uh, face off in this one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to you know seeing the turnout as well. just Because this, in all honesty, just spits out that Vegas is on the map as a potential expansion city. Right, and I mean... That would be dope because, I mean, the East Coast has been gaining teams each and every year. Last year, we have, well, obviously the Seals out West, but we got the Wings recently. We got the Riptide in Halifax all yeah. over on our New side Rochester. of the country. New Rochester, all on our side of the country. It'll be nice if they add a team in San Francisco and Vegas, add two extra stops on that West Coast tour. I mean, the West Coast is pretty spread out. I mean, you're traveling a bit to get to any of your games, even if Colorado. you're in conference. Colorado and San Diego kind of a middle ground to to Vegas to play against each other if they add a Vegas team like right that's like the in between of both of those cities right exactly and you, it would be easier to do like a home and home with them or something if you're in San Diego and Vegas or Colorado and Vegas I mean it's a quick plane ride I mean it's still tough to get out to like Sask to San Diego that's a, it's a pretty good trip Vancouver Vancouver's not that bad I mean it's just up but like Sask you're, you're out there you're crossing a couple of provinces for that one but no i'm excited for this man i think that this also shows a ton of confidence in the growth of the nll i mean we're constantly getting the brand out and we're getting people to watch more games but i mean for them to lock down something along these lines it's it's pretty huge because i mean you have to have full confidence both financially and in the league to be able to make moves like this i mean it's kind of similar like what we're seeing with the pll like they wouldn't have sent guys over to japan this week if they weren't fully confident in the brand and the funds that it would be bringing in financially. I mean, at the end of the day, these are leagues that have to make money. And the goal of bringing a game to Vegas is to obviously make money. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're going to be playing at the Orleans Arena, which is a 9,500-seat multi-purpose arena in Paradise, Nevada, in the you know the Vegas Valley, so. it's it's a bit of a drive. I was looking it up. I mean, it's not it's not on a strip or anything. So like, you're obviously not gonna be right in the heart of Vegas. But I mean, it's still it's Vegas. I mean, you can't go wrong. Quick Uber ride. I mean, get over there, stay at the MGM Grand. It's a nice hotel, and uh, get after it because you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. So uh, that's you exciting that, news. I love the logo they designed. Too. Certainly. You think the uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas 
like matters with their records. Like nobody wins, nobody loses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that event is going to be something that, you know, even if they add a team in Vegas, I wouldn't be shocked if we end up seeing kind of these like debt, like destination type cities get Mm -hmm. a, you know, uh, a neutral site game every single year, kind of moving forward, kind of like how the NFL goes to London all the time, but kind of keep it, north america style for now with the with the league and potentially see it go down maybe to like miami or something like that or you know go to some of these like destination cities uh but i mean even if vegas doesn't get a city you just play a game in vegas every year that'd be pretty dope i mean that would be pretty sick why not just like have a game in the middle of america in like missouri like lebanon missouri whoever talks about lebanon missouri i just have a spring or a game just pop up in lebanon missouri just do it in like Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. You know, maybe a game in Wyoming. It could be against the cows. You never know. You, you really don't. You but, just don't. Uh, Vegas going to be a lot of fun. Maybe a, a Alaskan game. Really, just get out there. Make make for a little trip up to Anchorage. Is that what it's called? Anchorage, Alaska. As long as it's not too dark. No, I mean it, it, it'll be <laughs> indoors. They have lights. You gotta be able to. You gotta get the old lantern out to walk to the arena. No, you take your uh, snowmobiles. Imagine that, like they have snowmobile parking at the freaking stadium for the first ever Alaskan NLL game. That'd be an absolute brutal. Uh, Some other news though, Erm, that came out that we're just going to touch on a little bit. NLL uh, partnered with Grabio, so that's going to help us in a big way when it comes to just content that we're putting out, especially if we have access to it as members of the media. Um, We're we're going to get real time, real time game highlights, which every league has whether it's in gif form or in video form i think this is huge and it's gonna really change like the at home experience too if you can't get out to a game you're gonna see highlights hat like when they happen right on your twitter or instagram feed right and this will make my life a million times easier obviously if i'm putting together a vlog so i can grab some of this footage grab your footage grab your footage and um Throw it right into a vlog, potentially, of the state or stadium that I am attending the NLL game at. So, I mean, this is huge for both media and just content people across the board. And then the fans at home who obviously want to be getting the best from best of the best. And right now, they're, in, they're taking a step in the very right direction. And we've seen this with all the partnerships that have come this season. Obviously, we got in kind of on the ground floor running last year I mean, with the league, and now we're seeing like these partnerships, and I think it started last year with the Geico sponsorship. As soon as that I think happened, that was really big, right? It kind of like domino affected all of these partnerships that we've seen kind of roll out now, whether it's Grabio, whether it's uh, you know the analytics companies that the league is partnering mm-hmm. with, IBLA now to you know kind of track prospects essentially, which I think is going to be huge. I think it's awesome. I think that it's great that we see the NLL gaining this kind of traction because as the league's been around forever now. I mean, the league's been around for as long as anything else. But I think that with the implementation of the... That was a great word. The implementation of the PLL and the kind of resurgence of lacrosse across America, that the NLL is reaping a lot of the benefits of that. I mean, it's great. We're seeing the sport grow every day. And I think that because of this new and improved uh, view on lacrosse across this whole country, we're just going to see the best of the best product on the turf all all winter long. And it's being attacked like a, a true blue 
business as well from behind the scenes where it's it's being taken seriously and that's something that you know, I think a lot of fans wanted to see after we recorded episode one of our show. Yep. Uh, we had a lot of fans tweeting at us saying, you know, oh, is the commissioner going to, you know, actually work on things? And boom, look at what they've been able to do in just a year. Right. I was about to get into that. I mean, this is a man who was able to really revolutionize the MLS, the Major League Soccer, uh, bring a team to Philadelphia in the MLS and the Union. And he's done so much across sports that has really just revolutionized and pushed the brand to a whole nother level that as soon as I really did some research on him and saw what he can do for the NLL, I'm just, I've been sold on him. I don't necessarily agree with all, like all of the moves he's going to make, which is important because I mean, it's important that we have our own opinions and such, but I mean, he's going to do the best that he can to push the NLL forward because I think that fans love this stuff. I mean, it's a physical, it's tough, it's a just fun game to watch and you love to see it definitely and uh things that fans are gonna love is that there's professional sports in halifax and uh we are going to preview the halifax thunderbirds this week herm to kick off our north division preview pods and uh i think the best way to get this started because we are going to be joined by two guests this week guys we've got two of them defenseman luke magnan who you're going to hear from in just a little bit and then our first returning guest, but first time as a married man, Mr. Kyle Jackson, KJ47. I think we're going to just kick things off with uh, our sit down with Luke Magnet. All right, so we're heading north now uh, in the National Lacrosse League after we just wrapped up uh, our five episode West Coast trip. And what better way to kick off previewing the North Division? Then with our friends with the Halifax Thunderbirds, their first season in the National Lacrosse League. And uh, we are fortunate enough to be joined by the one and only Luke Magnin in what he told me is his first sports interview. So we're, we're extremely thrilled that that is, uh, you know, part of this as well. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> Let's go. Fire me up. Uh, yeah, it's, hey, it's an honor to, uh, to be on your show and... You talking about the Halifax Thunderbirds in the intro, it kind of gives me goosebumps as we're getting close to bringing a pretty cool product to a great city. And yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you know, uh, you've been in the league for a couple years now. Obviously, got drafted by Toronto and then uh, played with the Rochester Nighthawks that have now become the Halifax Thunderbirds. What's it like for you to you know be part of like this new chapter and uh, to get things started in a new city with with the guys on this team? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, wild, I guess, five years now. And I think just any time I think you get to be a part of a new uh, a new team and build it from the ground up, it's, it's a pretty unique opportunity that, you know, I know I am and my teammates are too. We're, we're all pretty excited and we just had a pretty, a pretty good couple weeks of camps with some good games and, you know, some high-tempo practices and it's, it's exciting. Like I'm, I'm really excited to get there, and I know everyone else is too. Now, last year, obviously, when you guys were still uh, the Rochester Nighthawks, there was a lot of, uh, you know, moving parts between you guys and primarily along with the Colorado Mammoth going back and forth. Was that, you know, was it tough to kind of adjust with new guys coming in, new faces showing up, what seemed like, you know, a couple weeks straight? Uh, how was that adjustment period for you guys? And now that you kind of know who's going to be on this roster for the most part, how much of a kind of like sigh of relief is that knowing who you're going to battle with 
uh, to start this season. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, anytime guys are leaving your locker room, and you know, guys that we you know, the year before we were, you know, we had a, the run in the finals and lost to Saskatchewan there, and um, so yeah, it, it obviously it was a pretty tough season. Anytime you lose, you know, one of your brothers, and you know the trades, and we we got rid of a lot of guys and got some good, you know, some draft picks and stuff out of it and some players in return, like Benny and Keo, you know, Keo coming back, which is huge. Um, yeah, ultimately, it's, uh, that was tough, but, you know, what we're bringing in this year and um, in the product, I think that it's the quality of team that we have, it's exciting, and there's a good buzz going around in our dressing room right now, and everyone's feeling pretty good, and uh, you know, we just drafted Clark Peterson and Trevor Smith, you know, Clay Scanlon, just to name a few. But, you know, those those guys can play. They they can ball. And they're uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. And it's yeah, I know I've said it a lot, but it's it's exciting. Like, I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait to get out there. I've been out to Halifax a few times. Uh, now, I actually coached in a Founders when uh, Halifax hosted the Founders Cup probably four or five years ago, I was actually coaching for Manitoba. That was, I think, the first time that I've been out there. I may have been out once when I was young, but just to kind of get back, I've been out once since with the team on the canoe trip. But, yeah, it's such a great city. It's You guys are, yeah, it's beautiful out there. I love it. I'm excited to, to watch you guys. And uh, you mentioned the three draft picks. You know, Trevor, you've got... You got Clay coming in, and obviously uh, you got Clark as well. We got to watch Clark this summer when he was playing with Redwoods. Um, but what have they been like? You know, you guys had a, a few practices. You had training camp and some scrimmages. What's it been like kind of integrating those guys in, knowing that they're going to be key pieces uh, not only now but, you know, down the line as well for this franchise? Well, all three guys are workhorses. They can tell that right off the bat. They All three of them came into camp prepared. Um I'm pretty lucky I get to work with Clark at the Hill Academy. Uh, he works there now, too. He just graduated from Cornell, and and he's, he's such a stand-up guy. He's, he brings the right attitude to, to work, to, you know, to, to lacrosse as well. I, I'm pretty, I was pretty pumped when we picked him at number five. I, I couldn't have been more happy. So I, I know he's, he's going to have a one heck of a career in the NLL, and you know, I'm happy to kind of share that with him, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know Trevor and and uh, and Clay, you know, a lot more as as the year goes on. So it's 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 kind of cool being on the other end of that now. And you know, I remember when I was a rookie and having some good veterans in the room taking you under your wing. Uh, you know, I, so I just you know, I think you just want to pay that back and be you know be a good teammate overall I think that's really what anybody wants to be known for at the end of their career is that they you know one worked hard and they're a good teammate and that definitely resonates with me so I want to make sure I do that with them but they're going to be they're so good they're just going to let their play take care of itself they're they're amazing yeah I'm very excited to uh to watch all three of them because I think they're going to be huge uh for your guys team this year I got to ask you too new uniforms what are your thoughts on the color scheme, how they look? I, I know you guys debuted them and uh, revealed them a little bit ago, but what are your thoughts on your new unis? I, I like them. They, they look fast, I, and I need all the speed I can get. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, I, I think they're sharp. Uh, I think Charlie does all the work there, and I'm not sure who else was involved with it, but I know he has a big role in that. And he, he does such a good job behind the scenes, and there's so many other other people that, that are involved that do so many great great work with with all the behind the scenes stuff. But I know Charlie was heavily involved with that, and he does some great. Like they're, they're sharp. I'm excited. I got a new pair of shoes. I always, I always like to get a new pair of shoes for the seasons, going with the colors. So I'm, I'm excited to wear those, and yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just one, of, yeah, part one of the things that makes it a little more exciting too. I like it. Yeah, I, I love the color scheme, and you and I are alike. I would totally go with the colored shoes. I, I love the mindset there. Um, you know, yeah. for you being, you know, this is going to be your fifth year in the league, and obviously still a young player in the league but to be kind of a younger veteran for you know some of these guys on this team as you guys make that transition uh you know what's that feel like for you you know going into your fifth season um it's funny someone asked me that the other day and and honestly i still feel like one of the younger guys in the locker room and yeah right now we do have a bit of a younger team and my roles may be transitioning a bit but i you know, I think Dan Dawson always said it best that he always remembers every camp that he goes into that he was a, you know, fifth or sixth round pick, whatever it is, and he goes in with that mentality. And um, I just try to remember that, like where I, you know, kind of where I started, where I came from, and you know that somebody's trying to take your job, right? Any any camp you go to, and you gotta show up like you're a rookie every day. And I think if you start thinking that you're a vet and you try to pull that card a little bit, it's you know, I've never really been a big fan of that. I think everybody should contribute and, you know, pull their weight and whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, there's I do have, a, I guess, a bit of a leadership role, but I just try to try to let my play speak for itself. It's kind of been the player I've been my entire life and, and just bring my hard hat and, you know, hit somebody, make a play, and give the ball to, you know, KJ and Jammer and the skilled players and let them, you know, let them go to work. Let the skilled players do their job. You love to see it. Now, I got to ask you, too, because you are our first guest that your squad is affected kind of by the uh, the league realignment and a, a new division in the league. What are your thoughts on just the growth of the game and now there being uh, three divisions in the NLL and who your new uh, kind of rivals will be uh, moving forward? Yeah, I think the, well, the three divisions, I think it's good. It's going to open up opportunities for the two wild card spots. Um, and, yeah, our, our division is uh, is pretty stacked with Toronto Buff and Roch. Um, but I think it's kind of just been an ongoing rivalry. I mean, we're kind of the old Rochester, so that rivalry with Toronto, Buffalo, and, you know, obviously – now with Roch too, you know, kind of a new rivalry. I think it's, you know, that's going to be some exciting lacrosse to watch. Those games are always a little bit more meaningful, and uh, there's just a little bit, a little bit more on the line every time. But yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's great. You know, the game, the game's growing in the right direction, and obviously with, you know, the expansion that's going on and chatter about more expansion happening. Obviously, like you mentioned, uh, with Clark and you know the Redwoods, like PLL, like the lacrosse is moving in the right direction. I'm I'm pretty excited to see to see where it's going to go and the growth of the game. Um, so yeah, overall, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's super exciting, and you know, with you guys now being in Halifax, the first kind of professional team in that city, 
how special is that to you to know that you guys kind of get to you know set the standard and and really you know bring a, a professional aspect of sports to to Halifax yeah I just think of it like you know, Halifax I mean me being from Manitoba it's you know a smaller lacrosse community and being able to grow the game there it's uh, that's what I'm pretty excited about and being able to give back and you know, do it whatever I can in that aspect with my teammates. I think that's so cool. And then, you know, just because I remember, I still remember being a little kid and, you know, watching an exhibition, an NLL game. I think it was Toronto and Edmonton. They played in Winnipeg and, you know, being able to watch that game and, you know, and kind of where it is now, a little bit of full circle. It's, you know, I, I think anytime you can grow the game and give back, that's, that's what's really important. And, uh, yeah, so it, it is. It is pretty cool. I think being the first p- professional team in Halifax, and hopefully we can, you know, uh, get back and produce the right way and give them a team that they deserve right off the, you know, right from the get go. Now you brought up the uh, the canoe trip. Tell me a little bit about that. How you know how that go? How special was that to you? And uh, you know, just the the overall importance of that to kind of you know kind of ring in this this new team. Yeah, Kurt's the man. I, you know, it's, uh, say I'm, you know, it's one thing to say I'm going to canoe from Six Nations, Ontario to Halifax, and and then go through with it. It's it's unbelievable, and you know the tradition behind that and the importance behind that is so cool. Um, you know, which is really like the heritage of our game and. And, uh, yeah, actually, pretty funny story. So I did one of the first legs of them uh, <laughs> out in Ontario. And uh, we, were on the, we were on the river. We got there early in the morning. And we started paddling out, and we're, you know, smooth sailing. And I feel pretty good. And I'm you know, even kind of bragging to them a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, rural Manitoba, and I grew up on the water. Like, this is nothing, right? So we're flying, you know, we're flying down. It, it's going well. And then Kurt said, hey, let's let's go out onto the lake and it was the wind was starting to pick up and the waves are getting a little big and so sure enough we go out there and we're on the lake in this two-man canoe and and uh yeah not even 10 minutes in uh i pretty much steered us in the wrong direction we hit a wave shot out of the canoe <laughs> i wasn't under track yet either and I'm like oh man I'm cut for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so I'm laughing to myself like oh he doesn't want me back (laughs) this was it this was the final straw but no Kurt's great like we we laughed about it while we were in the water and well we you know we were safe like nothing we weren't too far from shore so it was all all fun and games we laughed but that might be but I think after that Kurt said uh Okay, I might need a bigger rig, and then that uh, <laughs> purple piss missile there, the seven eight seater, he got together as you know was pretty sweet. And then ultimately, I got you know was pretty lucky. I got to go back for the last leg there into Halifax, into the harbor, um, which was pretty cool. And you know it was it was cool. It was a pretty amazing you know moment. Uh, obviously, in his journey of him you know going him doing it himself with a bunch of different people along the way and how meaningful that is and you know bringing the lacrosse you know the lacrosse stick and what that symbolizes I know that's super important to him and and to all of us really and just the meaning behind it so it 
it's pretty cool. Like, it's amazing what he did with that, um, you know, and I'm pretty grateful I got to be a little short, you know, a little short piece of that journey. And and I think that was the first, was that the, might have been the first time he tipped, but, yeah, man, I told boy bragging about how good he is on the water, and I sure enough, I dump us. Oh, man, unbelievable. Arguably best story ever told on this show. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, man, can't make it up like you know it was like too funny we were we were crying and laughing about it like it was just the series of events that kind of happened leading up to it but i'll just keep that between kurt and i but <laughs> <laughs> uh what what's it like playing for coach of i know he's uh you know one of one of the more well-regarded coaches in this league what's he like to you know be a player under him and uh what's he bring to the table for you guys as, as your head coach yeah uh, his energy and his passion for the game is is contagious that's for sure i mean that's something that i pick up right away with him and you know when when he speaks you're engaged and you're you're focused and and if you're not you're you know you're probably going to hear it too but he's you know i think he's he's the right man for the job and you know i couldn't be happier for him that he's uh you know he's the man leading the you know captain of the ship he's leading the way and and I know there, you know, everyone else is pretty excited to play for him too. And he's assembled a pretty great staff. So, um, yeah, he he's the man. He's he's so well respected in our locker room and around the league. And I know he's he's going to have a great career as a coach. Um, and he's so passionate. And he cares so much about the players and um, and about the game. He's he's going to find success. Now I know you and uh, Mr. KJ Forty Seven go way back. Uh, just tell me a little bit about your guys' relationship, how uh, you know it's evolved from way back when to now being teammates uh, in the league together for as long as you have. Uh, how special is that bond that you guys share to you know take it from you know growing up and then all the way now to uh, you know being professional lacrosse players? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like we are, like Chip, our friendship has developed uh, and. He, we both started out at the Hill Academy. We went to school together for a year, and we actually weren't that close back then. Um, but we won, a, you know, we won, you know, two championships there together at the school, and you know that team was pretty good and pretty close. And I went to Rob Morris. You went to Michigan, um, and then we both got a job back to the Hill Academy. We were roommates, and. He's the man. He cares so much about lacrosse. He's so dedicated to his craft um, and being the absolute best player that he can be. I probably owe a lot of my, you know, my success and, you know, that I've kind of stuck around and been, you know, uh, and had some success is, you know, he's the one that was, hey, you know, let's go to the gym and dragging me to the rink or getting extra shots or, you know, driving out to Six Nations before camp to get dialed in and, so I owe a lot of that to him, and yeah, it was uh, yeah. He just got married recently. I was the best man at his wedding, and he's uh, yeah, Thunderbirds are going to get a highlight reel. You know, he's a human highlight reel, so they're going to get. Uh, I mean, really, everybody on our offense is. There's, it's almost like they're spoiled that they just get to see like, such <laughs> a dynamic, such a dynamic offense. Like they. They share the balls. They're they're great. They share the ball so well. They're so unselfish. Great guys. So, yeah. But KJ's the man. He's 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 uh, yeah. Halifax is pretty lucky to have him. He's one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. 
you know, he's been on this show before, and uh, he's yeah. just he's just so genuine, and uh, you know everything because. Obviously, we worked hand-in-hand with his wife, Dana, last year when she was working with the Wings. And, uh, you know, everything she talked about before we got a chance to talk to Kyle was 110% true. He's one of the the best people I've ever gotten a chance to speak to. And uh, you're you're fortunate to have such an awesome teammate, too. But, uh, you know, looking at this season ahead, what are kind of your expectations for this team in year one to kind of, you know, get the ball rolling and, uh, you know, set this new standard and, and tradition of, of lacrosse in Halifax and uh, kind of, you know, make a name for this team to say, hey, like, we're here, we're, we're ready to play, and uh, we shouldn't be overlooked just because we're kind of a, a new team on the block. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess in the most, like, humble way possible of saying it, if we're not winning a championship at the end of the year it's a disappointment and a failure and that's everyone's goal you know at this level is you want to play you want to win the last game of the year right you want to you want to be there holding the trophy so obviously that's the ultimate goal but you know in terms of the little things and probably how to get there is you know i think overall we want to be a team that's you know if we're if we're losing a team's gonna like they're gonna have to come in and earn their wins and it's not gonna be easy um you know and we're not gonna be a, a team that's gonna be outworked um and i think that's you know probably you know the the starting block for us and we have a pretty good foundation already uh with some pretty amazing players um you know when you play when you're playing defense beside graham hosick you know life is pretty easy and when you get to you know pass the ball up the floor to Jammer, KJ, Shanksy, Banesh, you know, the list goes on. You know, life's life's pretty easy when you're surrounded by some good players. So, you know, from what to expect is that we're going to be a team that comes in and, you know, is going to give it everything we got and we're going to try and outwork teams and, and you know, nothing's going to come easy to anyone else. And it's kind of uh, an expansion game, you know, highlight for uh, your guys' opening game. You open up at home. Saturday, December seventh, against the New York Riptide. Uh, you know when I when I say those words, your your home opener, your first game as a Halifax Thunderbird. What kind of comes to mind? What gets you excited to uh, you know just put the pads on, put that jersey on, and and go out there for your fans? Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, yeah the butterflies going, or as you know Jammer would say, turn them into dragons. But yeah, it makes me <laughs> pretty fired up to hear that and. Um. Yeah, it, it's I'm I'm itching. I I took the summer off. I didn't play uh, this summer. A lot of guys play either you know senior A in Ontario or out in BC. And I, I coached some minor lacrosse this summer and stepped away from playing. So for me, I'm itching to get back, and I'm pretty excited. Um, and I'm actually you know not to look too far ahead to the home opener. I'm pretty pumped about our inter squad game. Uh, November 22nd, uh, you know, next Friday, just to get our whole team out there to, you know, kind of our last weekend of training camp. I'm I'm excited to get out there for that and, you know, excited for the rest of the team to get to kind of experience Halifax and we get that out of the way and, you know, kind of the first time being there. And then once that weekend's over, I'll probably be looking a little bit farther ahead to the home opener. But, yeah, it's, it's right around the corner and I think everybody in the league – like myself is is itching to get back at it 
Now, it's it's far down the line, but you guys do host uh, a Western Conference team. That There are some guys on that team that I'm sure you have uh, some pretty high-quality relationships with. January 18th, uh, the Merrill brothers and the Seals come to Halifax. Tell me a little bit about you know your relationship with those guys. Patrick was just on the show last week. Uh, you know, being a, a Hill Academy guy, what's what's the uh, relationship with them, and what's it been like to kind of grow with them and, and get to know them throughout you know your career there? Yeah, Patrick and Brody, they're the best. They, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty fortunate that I get to work uh, work at the Hill Academy and work for them, and you know be around some great lacrosse minds every day and yeah there's definitely some you know some chirping a little bit that goes on in the office leading up to those weeks uh and some joking around but i you know i everyone kind of you know understands that hey when you know the whistle goes it's you know you're not uh you're not co-workers you're not friends it's it's uh you know that's that's kind of a different different battle a different game with them but yeah, kind of like I said earlier, with trying to be a you know a good teammate and a good veteran. Uh, when I was drafted in Toronto, they were both playing there at the time, and you know that was kind of a dream come true for me. I got that I had the opportunity to play with both of them, and just seeing how they are in the locker room as players and how they carry themselves, and you know the emphasis that they put on being a good teammate and you know being a guy that's you know is known for good character and those kind of qualities is. Is something that is, you know, is really important to me. And, you know, obviously Brody is, you know, arguably one of the best players in the world and, you know, maybe on, the, you know, Mount Rushmore of lacrosse, uh, you know, so to speak. But it's, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty special guys. Um, so, I'm, yeah, that'll be, that's kind of a game that circled for sure and some bragging rights, you know, for the rest of the year. So that's uh, – I actually think my parents are trying to come up for that one there too because they they know a little yeah they know the the emphasis on that one and yeah, the bragging rights there but yeah I'm excited for that for sure it's going to be a ton of fun uh, what can you know these new Halifax fans that have never really experienced professional sports in their city before from your perspective of what you guys have gone through through training camp so far and just building the chemistry on this team. What can these fans expect from the Halifax Thunderbirds in 2019-2020? Well, you know what? They're going to expect a a team that's never going to be outworked. Um, The product on the floor, I think, that we're going to, you know, that we're going to produce will be pretty good. And, you know, we're obviously competing for a championship. But, you know, you come to a game, uh, expect a lot of goals, you know, entertainment. I think... uh, I think Calgary's slogan is kind of like come for the party, stay for the game. There's just a lot of entertainment, you know, goals, uh, big hits, a lot of action up and down, fastest game on two feet. That's uh, that's box lacrosse in a nutshell there. So what you're saying is you guys are going to bring the thunder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll bring, we'll, bring something, we'll bring something, a little bit of thunder. I like that. I love it, man. <laughs> Uh, really appreciate you jumping on this week. Wishing you guys the best of luck. And, you know, being that the Halifax Thunderbirds are the only North Division team that follows the podcast on Twitter, we feel kind of obligated to just have a, a full-blown rooting interest in you guys in the North Division. So we wish you the best of luck, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on again during the season. And uh, this was a ton of fun, man. We got definitely got to do it again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and absolutely, you call, I'll be there. So thanks a lot for uh, for having me on. 
Yeah, Luke Magnin's one of my favorite people now. Yeah, what a stud. Absolute beaut. I am disappointed he's, I couldn't be here for that He's beyond interview. hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny guy. I mean, he's someone that we're going to have to have on the show again. He he brought the energy, man. Luke flipped a canoe. He, he flipped a... Not only did he flip a canoe, but he was pumping his own tires right before he did it. That's the best part. I, I was I couldn't help but laugh the whole time he was telling that story because he was like, I didn't even sign my contract yet. I'm out of here. They're going to cut me. We hate to interrupt this wonderful conversation about the Halifax Thunderbirds, but you guys know we put it all over social media, put it all over the podcast last week. We are now partnered with the one and only signature lacrosse. And you guys... We got something for you. We got exclusive pricing. If you go to our page on Signature's website, that is signaturelacrosse.com slash pages slash OTB. We've got special exclusive pricing on balls, heads, shafts, merch. You name it, it's there. All because of you guys making it happen. So go to our our page, signaturelacrosse.com slash pages slash OTB. And get whatever you need for your lacrosse season. It's 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 a magical thing. And, uh, you know, we couldn't be more thrilled to be working with Signature. Best in the game. And uh, it's only going to go up from here. So, like I said, SignatureLacrosse.com slash pages slash OTB. Guys, it's hashtag Flamingo season. This Halifax team is stacked, Herm, and... Uh, Dude, they're going to be good. You know, I feel obligated that, uh, you know, being... I, I told this to Luke, and I said this to Kyle. Halifax is the only team that follows us on Twitter in the North Division, so by process of elimination, by the transitive property of string theory, we have to root for Halifax in the North. It's It's... I don't make the rules. No, I mean, yeah. I think that's a great... String theory is a real, real conundrum, but, like... If you add these numbers up, they're all they're all working. Halifax has got our vote in the north. It's simple as that. They got the best color scheme too. I mean, yeah, purple and orange. You can't beat it. It's beautiful. It's a their be- logo, amazing. Looking at this roster right now that is presently on the Thunderbirds website, uh, I'm insanely intrigued by their forward group. They drafted Clark Peterson and Clay Scanlon this year, watching videos from Halifax's Twitter account with Clay Scanlon. That kid is beyond fast. He's a stud. His feet are just, you you lose them when he's moving, and I think he's going to be a huge part of this uh, offensive core that already includes guys like Kyle, guys like Cody Jameson, guys like uh, Ryan Banesh, Stephen Keogh, who came back last year, Austin Shanks. Like, this forward group is one of the best in the league, not just the North. Jeez, yeah, you're just taking the words out of my mouth. Obviously, they get a guy like uh, Kyle up here. Probably, I mean, at this point, we could call Kyle a veteran in the league. He has enough talent and understanding of what's going on around him that he can be a real leader up on the top here. And I think that's going to be important as they move into the season here. I mean, it's obviously going to be an awkward transition. However, I did make the argument on my hot take the other day that Halifax was going to be the best expansion team this season and I'm going to go ahead and just stick with that however I think that it's going to take a lot of work I think that there's still a team that's going to have need some 
meshing, if that's what we want to call it, a little bit of team bonding. But um, no, I'm I'm stoked to see this forward just squad rotate in and out and make it happen. Well, they're definitely going to need the the kind of chemistry and uh, when we chemistry, get into, that's the word I was looking for that whole time I was rambling on about building up this mesh. When we get into the interview with Kyle, he kind of talks about how uh, Coach Acorsi has kind of run training camp and everything, and uh, but. This team, we got to remember, they were the Rochester Nighthawks last year until they relocated, and this was one of the teams, along with Colorado, that had moving parts constantly, constantly. right before the trade deadline. So now they kind of get a breath of fresh air, can kind of take a sigh of relief and know that most of these guys are going to be here and be the core of this team that gets Halifax started up off the ground. Right, and I think that's a big deal because, I mean, anybody's stoked to throw on a new uniform get reps some new colors especially in a great place like Halifax I mean obviously rich history coming out of Halifax here and they're going to be able to do big things so I mean I'm pretty excited to see what their fan base is like when they start to come out but I mean tradition's a big thing up there and I think that's going to be amazing to see the kind of tradition that they're able to build through these young guys on the team and I think it's really cool that we kind of get to see the birth of the first professional sports team in the city. Yeah, that's like, always a that, good time. I mean, they obviously have junior hockey, which they fans in Halifax absolutely love. They take over. It's very but, rare you get to see that happen in any sport. Oh, completely. I mean, what... Uh, like, like, we saw it in Vegas so, with the NHL recently, right. but number one, yeah. like, off the ground running, I think the only one we've seen in our lifetime, if I'm not mistaken, is the Vegas Golden Knights going to the NHL, and yeah. now we get to see Halifax kick it off for the first time ever having a professional sport there that's absurd it's also a beautiful thing i mean it just shows the expansion the game is growing and i think it's growing into the right places i think that halifax is somewhere that needed an nll team because obviously there's a huge fan base coming from that area so that's awesome you love to see it and i think that the halifax thunderbirds are set up for true success honestly they've got the right people in place obviously coach Acorsi was with the team as their their offensive coach in Rochester. So now he comes in, gets to uh, bring his pedigree as a head coach. He's won a ton of championships in the NLL, was in the league not too long ago. No, he's a young guy. And, um, you know, I got to meet him at the draft and everything and kind of talk to him afterwards. And he's very excited for the way that they've kind of built this roster. And the guys on this team, you know, we talked about the offense, the defense. You've got the, the reigning NLL Defensive Player of the Year on the team. Uh, in Graham Hasek, you've got, you know, the the defense is stacked. We've got our boy Luke Magnan. They drafted Trevor Smith. Colton Armstrong is in there. Luke Van Sheppen, like Jake Withers. There's guys on this team for the defense to go and protect Warren Hill, who we both project to be their starting goalie this year. This team all around is just very balanced, and I'm very excited to see what Coach Acorsi can kind of implement and you know bring to the table with the talent that he has on this roster. Right. They remind me a lot of the other purple team in the league. I mean, they have this balance that I talked about on last episode. They have that top six that's great for their forwards, and then they have a solid back end. And obviously Warren Hill, who I'm projecting to be their starter in net, is just an absolute stud. He closed out the season last mm-hmm. year for them in insane fashion completely i mean the guy just stood on his head and that's what you that's what you need to have some success in this league i mean it's a big deal so that being said i mean they remind me a lot of a team that can push through because of the amount of balance and 
understanding that they have with that team. There's not too many stars. Like, they're not going to rely on three or four guys to come out and lead them each way. I mean, yes, Kyle Jackson, Cody Jamison, two big-name guys in the NLL that can get a lot get a lot done by the net and score a ton of goals, but they're not going to always have to lead the team because I think that there's enough guys that will pick up the slack in each direction. Yeah, and looking at Warren Hill last year, uh, it was just his third season and the first, uh, you know, with Rochester slash the Thunderbirds. He led the NLL with an 810 save percentage, which was uh, best in team single season history. That's absurd. An 810 save percentage. Goals against average, he finished third with a 10.36 goals against average. Like, that's in the same breath as guys like Christian Del Bianco and Matt Vince. Right. I mean, that's what you want to see in your starter, too. I mean, it's tough. I mean, the goalies in the NLL come at a dime a dozen, but the good ones come pretty pricey. Good ones are like the golden ticket you find right. in the, the Wonka bar. The Wonka bar, right. Then you get to go meet Willy Wonka and he sells you his chocolate factory for free. But and yeah. that's called the NLL Cup. That's the you NLL. Need a, you need a goalie to win the NLL. But imagine like if a team like the Wings last year had a good goalie. Or just consistent goal. Or tending. just right, any kind of like someone but stands between the pipes. Like that would have done major things for the team. So for Halifax to come into this new barn and just understand that they have a solid back end with both defense and in net, it gives the offense that much more freedom to kind of test the waters, really mix up the lines here and try a lot of different things. Because, I mean, obviously, the NLL, you're going to score a ton of goals on each end. You're going to let up a ton of goals. But whoever can let up less is obviously going to win the game. Plus, Halifax's, uh, take. Halifax's <laughs> arena got the uh, the ultimate, you know, Face Good lift. vibes, blessing from our boys from the Arkells recently, too. Of course, that's right. They put on an absolute show there. That's what I hear. And, uh, you know, it's always good to see uh, our guys from the Arkells just traveling around their home country of Canada doing the damn thing. And uh, they're still out there doing it. So if you get a chance to uh, catch them, they're going to be in Peterborough this week. So if you get a chance to catch them, you should. Um, but uh, there's some familiar faces for us on this team as well. The Fighter. The, the brawler, Chet Konexny, joining Konexny. the Halifax Thunderbirds. And I think, you know, as much as, as people laugh and joke that Chet is a fighter, like his his veteran presence is going to be huge for this team because they are relatively young. Yeah, and they have he's the guy that toughens them up, man. I mean, you can't not have a guy on your roster that's willing to drop the mitts and really to stand up for the guys on the floor. Someone takes a cheap shot at someone like Kyle Jackson, you know who's going to have his back is Chet. I mean, he's going to be the first one back on the floor to – Take that guy out, and that's what you need because you don't want to see a guy like Kyle like hurt his hands or anything. I mean, they're probably pretty nice hands because you know he's silky around the neck. I mean, he was on Sports Center. Yeah, Sports Center is a pretty big deal. Um, but this team, they're they're young. You add two young guys like Clark Peterson, who we got to watch play with Redwoods this season, and he was absolutely dynamic for them early on before they you know facelifted that roster. And then Clay Scanlon, like we said, he's probably one of the fastest guys in the league and he's like 18 19 years old or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's young. He's a young stud. I mean, obviously coming out of juniors just absolutely tearing up the scene. You love to see it. I mean, he could be a true dynamic factor for this team. Obviously, he's going to have a little bit of a growing pain coming into the NLL. It's a bigger, stronger, faster league, but I mean, he can if he can hang, I mean, he's going to be so have the most like upside potential of many of these rookies in the league this so year. So Clay plays for uh, Six Nations Arrows in Junior A. Of course. And uh, he played in 19 games for them, collecting 35 points, 7 goals, 
28 assists. And with his speed, if he can dish out assists like that for guys like Kyle Jackson, for guys like Ryan Banesh, Cody Jamison, he's going to be lethal. It's an X factor. I mean, he's a guy like Shawnee Evans, I, probably one of my favorite players in the league. Um, big news on Shawnee Evans coming up soon. However, I mean... He's a guy who can dish it, he can finish it, and he makes things happen on offense. I mean, you can't really cover him. He's too fast, he's too talented, he understands the floor, he has great vision, and he makes things happen. So to add a name like that into this roster is just huge because it bolsters it right up. I mean, it's it's the veteran presence that Kyle and Cody can give him just to Along make... Along with Stephen Keogh, who is now... Of course in his kind of second run with Rochester Halifax mm-hmm. since being traded back from Colorado. Right. I think that veteran presence is going to be huge for these young guys as well. Right. Just influence them in the right direction. Get Getting used to the playing on weekends and really working out hard during the week type deal. And, and Clark has the benefit that he works at the Hill Academy with a guy like Luke Magnin. So he has that familiarity factor where he's not coming in blind and coming into a team where he doesn't really know anyone. Right. He's got, you know, a little bit of, of relaxation there where he knows some guys that he's familiar with right and if you're at hill you could strap it on i mean those guys that go there are all studs i mean you have to be an absolute just gem on the field to be able to play lacrosse a hill so i mean they can work out together it's almost how will manny and marcus holman work out with their guys out in utah i mean they're going to compete with you they're going to give you a good workout and it's what keeps you on your toes during the week but it's a beautiful thing it really will help this transition into the game and i mean the Hill Academy connection in Halifax is crazy, man. I mean, I think that it's going to play a huge role. I mean, obviously the Merrill family just absolutely doing the most for the lacrosse community through Hill. We're going to kick it to an interview with a former Hill Academy guy. We talked to his best man earlier in the show. Now let's talk to the newlywed, first time as a married man, KJ47, Mr. Kyle Jackson. <laughs> We told you that uh, we'd have a loaded show for you for our friends with the Halifax Thunderbirds, and we're doing just that. We were joined by Luke Magnin earlier in the show, and right now we are joined by our first two-time guest, the one and only Kyle Jackson, Mr. KJ47. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm awesome. That's quite quite the honor, the, the two-time. I I didn't know that, so that's pretty awesome. We had we had to do it right when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to Halifax, so uh, we're we're thrilled to have you back on the show, man. Means a lot to us. But uh, let's dive into this thing. You guys uh, got started, and uh, you know what what's the vibe been around this team that you, now that you've been through a couple weeks of training camp? Yeah, we've had a fast paced, high tempo training camp so far, and I mean, we've got a really young group for the most part that. Uh, is tenacious to make a debut in the NLL, and we don't re- we've we don't have any easy practices. Let's say that every time that we show up, if, you, if you're not showing up and giving a hundred and fifty percent, you're you're falling behind out there. So that's kind of I think for the most part a unique experience for a lot of guys because uh, word around our team is that not a lot of people have been a part of a training camp like that before, and so we've got a lot of guys who are trying to prove themselves and. It's making them play better, but it's also making those veterans on our team step their game up, too, because really, at the end of the day, nobody has a free chance at making a roster spot here. So we've got a really intense camp right now, and I think that's best-case scenario. 
What's uh you know looking at this this division kind of how things have have settled in now that uh you know divisional realignment's gone on since the last time you were on the show. What are your thoughts on uh you know just the shakeup? Who your new kind of divisional rivals will be, and uh, what this North division? What do you think it's going to bring to the table now with uh with three divisions in the league? I think it's going to make the league pretty unique. I mean, at the end of the day, now we're kind of split into a couple of different fronts and. I think that's exciting for both the players and the league itself and the growth of lacrosse as a whole. And Our particular conference is pretty unique in itself, and we've got, just like training camp, no easy games when it comes to these uh, regular season opponents. Like We've got Toronto, we've got Rochester, all teams that uh, we've got Buffalo, like these, it's going to be, I'm almost at a loss for words if you can't tell, like it's just, I can't believe how far the league is starting to come right now and just showing up to the rink every single time now is going to be a pretty phenomenal experience, especially for those young guys that have never experienced the NLL. I think we're going, we're heading in the right direction and it's going to be pretty awesome um, this year in the NLL. You're going to have some pretty high scoring games. You're going to have some pretty low scoring games because the offense and the defense now are pretty universal overall and I, I like where we're going with things but our particular conference is uh, it's something special for sure how nice has it been to get a full training camp in this year as compared to last year yeah, it's been great i mean a lot of guys getting their legs under them now and having a couple extra weeks of camp is nice so uh, obviously last year it wasn't the best case scenario but for the players i think it was um, and we've come a long way, and I think that's starting to show in the growth of the league and the growth of player salaries, and um, I think that we're, we're heading, like I said, in the right direction for both the league and the physical players themselves um, in something that hasn't always been the case. Definitely, and uh, the last time you were on our show, uh, you still had the fiancé tag. Now you're a married man, so congratulations to you and Dana. Obviously, how's the married life been treating you, and uh, how nice is it now that, you know, all of that kind of pressure from planning everything is off your shoulders and you can now just focus on getting ready for the season. Yeah, I mean, I uh, haven't really been able to necessarily settle in. We had like three weeks of an off season, so in those three weeks we got married and we went on a honeymoon, and then we got back and the next day I had fitness testing, so I kind of attest to the lacrosse world as, as a whole that if you're trying to play all year round, there's not a whole lot of off time, but at the end of the day, it was awesome. We had virtually no hiccups in the whole wedding process. Everything went as planned, and uh, we had a phenomenal honeymoon, and now we're just kind of kicking things off with the Thunderbirds here, which, again, like showing up to the office and building a franchise from the ground up, I think that's pretty special, and uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of that. Um, but the whole marriage and all of that definitely – it surpasses kind of all those other lacrosse sports accolades. I think without a doubt, that's forever going to be one of the greatest accomplishments in my life. And I'm glad that the two of us can, can do that together and move on with our lives together. Absolutely. And, you know, we couldn't be happier for you here. We love both of you guys. And, uh, you know, we wish you nothing but the best uh, as you continue in this next chapter. But, uh, you know, I talked to your buddy Luke Magnin a couple days ago and, uh, you know, just asking him what it's like, like you said, kind of building a franchise from the ground up and getting this thing going. Anytime I brought up, you know, bringing up 
you know, putting the jersey on for the first time, thinking about that first game, he was he was getting butterflies thinking about it. What's it like for you to think about like you are going to be, you know, on the first team, like the first professional sports team in Halifax and get to kind of kick that tradition and culture off uh, right from the get-go? I don't think that you can really put something like that into words. It's it's so unique, and it's always been something that's really intrigued me in the sports world is starting a franchise. I mean, Luke and I went to high school together, and we kind of started – well, we weren't the premier students at the Hill Academy, but we kind of helped build that program from the ground up and build it, help build it into what it is today. And when I went to Michigan, it was virtually the same thing. I, I was there for its second Division One year. And so, again, I built helped build that program from the ground up. And now in Halifax, I'm getting that chance all over again. And like I said, that's something that has always been intriguing to me because there's not a lot of people in this world that get to say they started a professional franchise literally from the ground up. So um, it's pretty unique and pretty special. And I know that Luke, Luke, I'm sure, even though he's a guy that in my eyes has never had a loss for words, I, I'm sure he – like you said, he, he probably couldn't figure out what to say there. Yeah, Luke had uh, some incredible stories to tell us, and uh, he was an absolute riot. Uh, and one other thing I asked him, you know, about the uh, the jerseys themselves. You guys had your jersey reveal and everything. Uh, what are your thoughts on how the uniforms look that you'll be putting on every weekend? And, uh, you know, I, I think the color scheme is fantastic. You know, you went from the uh, the old teal and purple with the old Rochester Nighthawks and now purple and orange. I think it's it's a, a sleek color. What do you think of how the jerseys kind of turned out? I think they're incredible. I think the best part about it is that the two jerseys, the home and the away, are they're so different and they're not the exact same replica jersey from a home to an away, and you get two very different looks. Uh, and I think I'm. I'm excited i'm thrilled and i think that the jerseys came out phenomenal what have you kind of seen from uh you know the rookies that you guys drafted this year in the entry draft you have clark peterson uh as the the first pick in the uh history of the thunderbirds but these three top draft picks that you guys brought in look like you know some high caliber players how they look through training camp in your eyes and uh how do you think they're going to be able to contribute to this team right off the bat I think the best word to explain all of them is athletic. I mean, I said it earlier, everyone in this training camp is an athlete now, and um, they're running all over guys, those 18-year-olds who you think, ah, maybe they'll they'll get a crack at it. They're, at some point, some of the best players on the floor. So the athleticism of the NLL, is, is it's taking off, and it, that's a huge testament to the college lacrosse game itself. A lot of Canadians going over there, a lot of Americans now playing box lacrosse the athleticism in lacrosse itself is through the roof right now and uh since the last time we talked to you you were also on the sports center top 10 for the uh during the wilc what was that moment like for you to see uh you know a goal you score end up on the uh the top 10 countdown on sports center it's pretty cool i mean it's not every day that you get to end up on sports center itself but uh I'd rather win championships than be on Sports Center once or a million times. I'd rather have those memories of raising a cup above my head and knowing that I won a championship. And unfortunately, we didn't get to do that there. So the Sports Center, that was great and all, but hopefully now we can kind of transition that and do a championship here in Halifax. 
For sure. And, uh, you know, kind of just looking at the landscape of your division, obviously you have Buffalo, uh, who was in the, the title game last year, lose to Calgary. Uh, there's you guys. There's the new rendition of the Rochester Nighthawks. And then there's the Toronto Rock, who are just a perennial kind of, you know, playoff championship contender. With just the talent alone in this division, you know, everybody talks about how the West is, you know, loaded due to the five teams out there. Nothing really changed and all the talent out there. This North division does not lack any firepower, any talent whatsoever. Uh, what are you most looking forward to uh, playing against those three other teams, you know, three times a year and going to battle against them to potentially be the first North division champions in league history? Yeah, I like knowing that at the end of every year, it really comes down to the last game that you're playing for the most part. I mean, you look over the last couple of years, that East division or now the new divisions, like it's uh, it's come down to that last game or the last two games of the season. So no matter what, you're really fighting and clawing all year round. And yeah, sure, it'd be great to lock up a playoff spot halfway through a season, but I mean, teams fall off and you start to get complacent, but with the East Division in the last couple of years, you're really never safe. You've got to come and show up every single night in order to make a playoff spot and hopefully make a run at something. And I think that's been the biggest asset to the East in the past is that it really does come down to that last final game, final second of your season to determine whether or not you're, you're playing in the playoffs. How has uh, Coach Acorsi been, you know, throughout training camp and getting you guys ready? I know you said it's been, you know, a high-octane type of training camp. What's it been like, you know, finally getting to, uh, you know, experience what he's bringing to the table for this first year in Halifax? He's been great. I mean, he's obviously been a coach and both a player in the league and being our offensive coach the last couple of years, uh, we got to know him really well and got to kind of know that, the ins and outs of how he likes to coach a team and he's definitely showing a different side as a head coach as he, as he should but the guy has tremendous respect throughout every single player on our roster and I think having that as a head coach and knowing that every single player on your team is going to go to battle for you because at the end of the day he also did that as a player so he knows exactly what we're going through that makes it all all the better to know that you've got a coach standing behind you every single game that was in the trenches himself just a few years ago and also winning championships. So the guy has a championship mentality. He wants to win. He wants to be the best. And, I mean, he did it as a player, and we're going to make sure that he also does it as a coach. And, you know, we talked about how uh, you and Luke have, have grown up together, essentially, you know, from high school to now uh, the pros and everything. Playing with him, you know, playing with your best friend, how special is that to you and to, you know, be able to share uh, you know, the memories that you guys have been able to make since the Hill Academy now all the way to Halifax to be able to grow up and play with your best friend. How awesome is that? It's incredible. I mean, the guy was the best man in my wedding and we've lived together up until I moved to Halifax for three years and we got to know each other almost too well at times. But <laughs> he's one of those guys that no, no matter what, like you're always having the best time possible with him. The guy's always full of jokes, full of laughs. He's always got a positive outlook on life. And, I mean, he also brings that to the floor, too. Like, the guy is arguably, every single time, the hardest worker on the floor. And, I mean, he'll tell you firsthand, like, he was never the most skilled lacrosse player, but he is where he is today because he, he clawed and he fought every single day to try and be the best version of himself and lacrosse player of himself that he could be. And 
he's starting to prove that. I mean, the guy's one of the better defensemen in the league now, um, and he's kind of just starting to hit that peak of his lacrosse career and his lacrosse talent. And to know that at the end of the day, lacrosse is what it is, but I've got a, a best friend like him. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Um, when you go on the weekends and stuff and you get to hang out with him, it makes traveling pretty pretty darn easy. I, I couldn't imagine what the uh, the travel is like with him. He seems like an absolute blast. Um, you know, going into this season now, knowing a majority of the guys that are going to be on this roster, obviously last year when you guys were still in Rochester, a ton of trades happened before the, uh, the deadline and everything. A lot of moving parts happened. Uh, is it kind of a, a nice breath of fresh air, sigh of relief, knowing that there's not going to be a lot of movement to start the season. You guys kind of have that camaraderie to build now, especially with a, a full training camp to go along with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everybody saw it at the end of last year. We, we made a lot of trades, and we went from being a very veteran team with a lot of knowledge in the NLL to a very raw and unproven team at the end of at the end of the year and what we ended up just priding ourselves on was working harder than every other player that we were playing against and I think that uh, was kind of our best asset come the end of the year because we were just out working teams and pretty, uh, the way I saw it if you gave us one more game the way that we were playing we probably end up making playoffs if we have one more one more game to prove it but Again, that's the East for you, and it, it all comes down to that final game of the season. But knowing that a lot of those guys are returning this year and the camaraderie that we had last year at the end of the season and how upset we were that we didn't make playoffs. I mean, it's not like we lost in a championship game. We didn't even make playoffs, and the guys couldn't have been more pissed off. So that's a great asset to have coming into camp this year, knowing that guys are tenacious and they're ready to, to prove themselves because, like I said, we're, we're a young team who really hasn't, proven ourselves at all in the league and now we get a chance to prove ourselves to everybody else but also prove ourselves to the city of Halifax that uh, we can bring a championship here tell me a little bit about you know the canoe trip and everything you know that was one of the coolest kind of experiences that uh, I think lacrosse Twitter and just fans of the game and that understand the you know the history of the game got to kind of take in through social media and everything what was it like firsthand to uh, you know be a part of that and experience that. Yeah, that was incredible. You don't get any, and I'll say for certain, you don't get any owners in any sport that want to canoe from the backyard of their hometown to the new city that they're moving a professional franchise to. So it just it's a testament to the guy that Kurt is and how caring he is for, I mean, both nature itself and the players that he surrounds himself with and the team that he surrounds himself with and just showing up on that day and having all the support that we did in Halifax when we finally arrived here and just knowing that everything that Kurt had put himself through over those couple months had paid off. Um, that, that was, that was a very, very special moment in all of our lives because he also asked us to help be a part of that. And I mean, there was a lot of people that jumped in along the way, some former Nighthawks players, some current Thunderbirds players, some random people, Whoever it may have been, like there was a there were a lot of people that helped make that whole journey possible for for him and his family, and to show up here and see that smile on his face, so you couldn't ask for a better feeling. But that just again is a testament to the kind of guy that Kurt is. Now you guys had your uh, you know your your draft for your your final preseason game uh, just yesterday as we record this, but uh, 
So that's still to come. But when I tell you Saturday, December 7th, you guys kick off your season at home against the New York Riptide. So all eyes will be on Halifax in kind of a, you know, an expansion team showdown. Um, You know, when you think about that Saturday, December 7th game at 7 p.m., what kind of comes to your mind knowing that that kicks things off for this thing and, you know, all the, the work that went in behind the scenes, all the work that went in during training camp, finally gets to, uh, you know, make its way to the floor and the Halifax Thunderbirds, uh, you know, finally get to play professional lacrosse and be the first professional sports team uh, in the city. Yeah, it's going to be kind of, there's going to be a lot of butterflies and definitely going to take it all in. But I think that for the city of Halifax, I'm excited for them to, to see the product that we're about to put on the floor and know that we're not just kind of showing up to help put a iffy team on the floor every single weekend. We're, we're here, we're ready, we're here to bring a championship to Halifax, and I firmly believe that we have the team to do so, and I think that, uh, I mean, maybe in the past with the expansion teams, you would assume that they're kind of going to be the bottom feeders at, at, the, end of the, at the end of the season, but even the, the Golden Knights, even though it's the NHL, I think they've set a precedent for what expansion teams, what expansion life is like now. Um, in sports, and so I think that they've kind of set that groundwork for everybody else moving forward, and to show that even though you're an expansion team, it doesn't mean that you're just going to be scratching and clawing to fight for the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th spot anymore. You're, you're really, at the end of the day, fighting for a championship, and every single team that is an expansion team has that same mentality, so it's going to be exciting to face off against New York on, on that first game. Looking at this forward group that you guys have is absolutely disgusting. You know, there's you, there's Cody Jameson, uh, you got Stephen Keogh, you got Ryan Banesh, uh, and then you bring in some of these young guys like uh, Clay Scanlon, Clark Peterson, and just the rest of this group. How exciting is that to just see the the talent that you get to kind of, you know, create offense with and uh, be able to put balls in the back of the net? And I, I think you guys are primed for, you know, a, a high goal-scoring season with just the talent alone on paper, but in your eyes, how exciting is that to play along some, with some of those guys and be able to create create offense with some of the best in the game? Yeah, I've said it since my very first second of playing any NLL action. Uh, I get to go to practice. I get to go to games. I get to travel with some pretty u- unique and incredible lacrosse players, and so every single time that I show up to any of those, it, it's literally like Christmas. I mean, you uh, every time I show up I just have an open mind to learn whatever it is it's going to go on and Cody's just a he's a book of knowledge that guy he he teaches you the ins and outs of lacrosse itself but also how to be a good teammate how to work hard um, how to put the ball in the back of the net and just little intricacies of what it takes to kind of find it a, a little different way of doing things that defensemen may not expect and I mean you got a guy like Ryan Bernash who just literally scores goals and so just being with those guys every single day, I mean, every single player on that offensive side of the floor learns something from everybody new. Even a guy like Clark coming in as a rookie, uh, you still get to learn from him like what it was like at Cornell, what, what they learned at Cornell, what made them successful, what made him and T click so well and try and transition those things into our team. And then you got a guy like, Clay Scanlon, who, I mean, he might have the quickest, most disgusting feet that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the guy the guy just glides out there and breaks people's ankles. <laughs> it's 
pretty special to watch. So I'm I'm really lucky to say the least. Definitely, and uh, I'm very excited to watch those rookies play along with you guys because I think they're just going to add more of a dynamic element to this offense that you guys already you know presently had. Um, you guys had a, a week of training camp though, and we had tweeted back in August a, a picture of those green kind of textured NLL balls, and then uh, the Halifax account tweeted it out when you guys were uh, with New England. What are your thoughts on those uh, those new balls and? What exactly were they used for? Do you have a little insight on those? I don't have a whole lot of insight. I've just I've kind of seen them. I, I've settled around with them a little bit, but they're very different than your traditional ball. Let's just say that. I mean, I think they might even be a little bit lighter, but they're. I know that I've said it a lot in, in this, but they're very, very unique, I guess is the best way to put them. It's hard to explain, but... Um, It'll be interesting to see how those, how those get utilized. Now, when you were messing around with them, was it a little difficult to see them? Because I know, obviously, the green turf and uh, a green ball doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, make for the best terms of success. Was it difficult to uh, kind of keep an eye on it? Yeah, it was a little tough. I mean, in Six Nations where we've been having training camp, we have orange seats, so that makes it a little easier. But I couldn't imagine being a goalie. I mean, heck, I'm, guys are out just out there throwing bounce shots because the goalies can't see them on green turf so maybe it makes the offensive side of the, our job a little bit easier it's definitely going to be interesting uh kyle jackson what is your kind of message to the the city of halifax your new fans that are coming in uh to get them pumped up for this season i i told luke that uh you know he was kind of thinking of a catchphrase and i said you know i feel like you guys are going to bring the thunder but uh what what are you what's your kind of uh you know message to the fans to get them ready for this upcoming, you know, inaugural season? It, for me, it's simple. I, I just want them to be ready for something that they've never experienced before because we're bringing a product that, yeah, they've had some exhibition games out here and stuff in the past, but we're bringing them their own hometown franchise in the Halifax Thunderbirds, and they better be ready for a cha- championship to come their way. It's going to be a blast, and we feel obligated here at Outside the Box to just have a full-blown rooting interest in, for you guys in the North Division because you're the only team that follows us on Twitter, so you automatically bought our our fandom there. So we are definitely rooting for you guys all season long, and we wish you nothing but the best. And uh, we're definitely going to have to uh, get you on again and give you that recurring guest title. And uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to uh, jump on and get this Halifax uh, fan base pumped up for the season. And uh, we're looking forward to getting you guys out on the floor and watching you do the thing, man. Awesome. It's an honor to be on here, and hopefully, like you said, we make this a recurring thing because two, two to me, it's not enough. we got to make this happen more often. Definitely. We'll definitely make it happen, and uh, it's always a blast talking to you, man. And we, will, uh, we will definitely get you on throughout the season because the people love hearing from KJ47. We appreciate the hell out of you, man, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you. Kyle Jackson, the first returning guest, and uh, he's going to be get the title of recurring guest during the season because he's just too fun to talk to, and he wants to make it happen. We'll make it happen. Shout out to Miss Dana Jackson. Yes. Oh, that sounded weird. Uh, for setting both of those interviews up because without her, it wouldn't have happened, and uh, she's the absolute best at what she does, so shout out to Dana for getting uh, Luke and Kyle on the show for us this week, but Herm... 
Let's dive into this schedule. We're going to attack schedules from here on out a little differently. We're just going to give our records for each month and uh, highlight any interesting games that may go on. So Halifax has an intra-squad kind of scrimmage against each other on Friday, November 22nd. That's the first game they'll ever play at their new arena. Mm -hmm. It's not an official league game. Right. Yeah. That That kicks off Saturday, December 7th, 7 p.m. against the New York Riptide. So kind of an expansion game, highlight game here. Uh, And then they have three games in December. I think they go two and one in December, beating New York and Rochester, and they drop at Buffalo. See, I think they're going to go one and two. I mean, it just makes sense. I think that they drop it to New York because New York's going to come out hot, and um, Buffalo's going to just, I mean, going to Bandit Land's never easy for it's anybody. Tough. Yep. Uh, and Buffalo's going to be on that revenge tour. Yep. January, they got four games. Two at home, two on the road. First two at home, Colorado, San Diego, then Calgary, Toronto. I think they go two and two in the month of January. They win the two at home, they lose the two on the road. I think that they're going to go three and one, just dropping one to uh, Calgary in Calgary, obviously. I mean, it's a tough time to go into the old Saddle Dome and, uh, you know, just can't let them lose or beat my roughnecks. February, three games. They don't have a game uh, in February till the 15th which is against Saskatchewan at home. Two games at home, one on the road, Saskatchewan, Toronto, and at Banditland on Leap Year Day. Uh, I think they go one and two in this month. I think they go two and one here. I think that they are able to pull this one out in Banditland, beat Toronto at home, but losing a close one to Sask. So I think that as long as I keep them on this winning win. Winning more than losing right here, they're going to do better than New York, which will stay true to my hot take, which is important to me. So, yeah. Month of March is uh, an important one. Three divisional games along with a game at New England. Uh, so they go New England, Buffalo, Rochester, by week, Rochester. Both of those Rochester games on the road. A little weird there, but uh, I think they go 4-0 and in the month of March. It's a hot, spicy take. I, I respect it, but I think that they go 3-1. and I think that they drop one of the games in Rochester. And then the month of April is uh, a bit of a, a split kind of course. They've got two on the road, two at home, uh, Vancouver away, Philly at home, Georgia away, and then they end the season April 25th at home, divisional game against Toronto. Uh, I think they go 2-2 two and two in the month of April, and uh, I think your Halifax Thunderbirds will be a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I, I also have them going 2-2. Two and two. They, I see them dropping to the wings and the rock in this month. I mean, I have Vancouver playing really well, but I think that this is that's going to be the time of year where Vancouver falls off a little, as I said before, towards the end of the season. And uh, I also have the Halifax Thunderbirds as a playoff contender here. I think that they're going to be one of the better teams in the North. I think that Toronto has a bit of a fall off. The three-headed monster is getting a little bit older. I think that there's going to be some side effects to the guys doing other things in other lacrosse communities over the offseason. And then I think that Rochester has just not done enough to really push themselves into a playoff contender in my opinion so i think halifax has a pretty easy way back into the top here yeah uh, you talk about new york being similar kind of to the wings a little bit from last year i think that's rochester this year they're Mm -hmm. a little similar where they have like that superstar power a little bit here like sean evans and uh turner evans but when you trickle it down there's not enough depth and that's where i think halifax takes advantage of rochester 
Buffalo's going to be on that revenge tour. Not too sold on them just yet. I mm-hmm. might have to do a little bit deeper diving, but right now I have uh, Toronto and Halifax kind of fighting for the division. Yeah, no, I think I'm feeling the same. I think that Buffalo just lost too many big pieces. I think, I mean, mainly It's a little Sean bit of a Evans. youth movement. You I know, mean, it's, you it's, lose a guy like that, it's going to be tough because he's a true veteran who just runs an offense. Now they're going to have to run it through Dane Smith, which there's nothing wrong with that. He's one of the most talented. Josh Byrne, Thomas Josh Hogarth. Byrne, obviously, the names you recognize, but they're not necessarily the same at, they don't have the same presence that a guy like Shawnee Evans has. So I mean, he just brought them a lot of depth. You know, he, you have Sean Evans at the top, and then it takes a lot of pressure off those other guys. It's like you know when you're like about to go into a haunted cave with like a ton of bats, and you have your father with you, and you feel much more confident about walking into said along with your dark, lanterns. With your lanterns, imagine losing your father and not having him there with you. That's kind of like what way, the bandits the are way. like right now. Or like because they're bandits, imagine like you're robbing a bank and like you have to have like your hitman driving the car who will take you away after you rob the bank. And of then course. your hitman is but like your the hamburglar. No, no, no. But your hitman like leaves the team and you're like screwed. So you just like run out of the bank with all his cash and the cops are waiting for you. So that's kind of like what the bandits lost with Shawnee Evans. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this uh, this North Division is severely underrated i think it's going to be very competitive uh the talent that is on all four of these teams is elite tremendous but i think halifax is going to reap the benefits of you know the the familiarity factor with each other and uh just building you know have that boost of building a franchise from the ground up and i think they're going to uh, reward the the new fans in halifax with a playoff run i would i would love to see it i mean one it would make my hot take come true and then two, it's what they deserve, man. I mean, you you obviously expand into a city. You're you're kind of invading someone's city. You are not necessarily you're the new guy, and you gotta really make a good first impression. So if you're able to put your team on the map and make a playoff run, it's only gonna help bolster your fandom and get people to games. So I mean, I would have loved to see a team like Halifax maybe a few years ago, so that we could really have this. Uh, organization built up by now but you know what it's never never too late to get something great going it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to watching them they're one of my kind of you know teams to watch you know they talk in the nba oh who's your league pass teams that you want to watch outside of your team that you get Mm -hmm. the local games for halifax is a team that i want to sit down and watch on bleacher certainly uh halifax i obviously am a calgary roughnecks fan no big deal um and then uh we've already talked about the colorado mammoth but i'm excited to watch them again this year i mean it's gonna be an absolute hoop halifax is gonna bring speed they're gonna bring toughness they're gonna bring just a balance and uh they're gonna be a a really fun team to watch again shout out to luke magnan shout out to kyle jackson uh for taking time out of your busy schedules to jump on the show and uh don't worry they will be back but uh next week it's potentially going to be two-episode week. We're working on uh, locking down times and stuff for that, but Rochester and Toronto are on deck, and uh, the guests are locked in. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, shout-out to the Halifax Thunderbirds. And go leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast. That is the beautiful purple app on your phone that says podcast. Purple, Halifax. It's purple, like Halifax. And you're going to go into it. You're going to look up Outside the Box Podcast, click on our logo, Scroll down just a tiny bit, and you're going to click on Write a Review. Leave us a five-star rating and review, letting us know who you want to hear from in future interviews, what you want to hear, 
any questions you might have for predictions us, predictions for the, for the season. Maybe if you want to give Kyle and Dana a big shout out for their wedding, congratulations. I mean, it's always something great to celebrate a marriage. And remember, guys, if we get to 100 before January 1st, 2020, Herm reads all the reviews. I'll read every single one of them and give you a personalized response. So, I mean, flood those reviews guys i mean it really goes a long way we want to make sure that people are having the ability to listen to the podcast just like you and uh we are also on spotify google play stitcher, stitcher iHeartRadio, tune in and uh we're working on overcast some other, working on some other platforms as well but uh we're just all over the place guys i mean i'm sure you have one of those apps on your phone or your laptop or your tablet or uh what else or your new razor phone um <laughs> Yeah. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll be back next week. Like I said, potentially two episode week with Rochester and Toronto. So stay tuned. Uh, this has been episode number 84 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.